hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Right, Jeff? Right, Joe. Oh, I'm glad to hear you say that. Now we can actually get along with the, pr- the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> it's a new year, Joe. I it thought we could year. maybe get along in a new way. Oh, I like that, actually. My New Year's resolution is to get along with you. Oh, man. I hope that's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, by February, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Back I've the made the same days. resolution for years. <laughs> Keep going back to Oh, it. man. Yeah. It's it's amazing how those resolutions can be on repeat. I, I know. You know, I was thinking about that today. The, the, I don't know what it is about, like, the you make the same resolution every year. And I was like, why is this hard? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you kind of spoke on this this last weekend at church. But I'm like, it, it, it's hard. It is hard to change. Mm-hmm. It is hard to break a habit. It's hard to even... Um, invite God to help you do that but yeah because usually that's why I don't make New Year's resolutions (laughs) yeah because usually wanting to be different is exciting Uh, change admits that you either can't do it all or that you have something imperfect to work on and neither of those are fun yeah like because I can do it all and what do I possibly need to adjust I read a thing one time (laughs) that said that the difference between a daydreamer and a visionary is one person does the work Mm. And so, like, I think we have daydreams of change, yeah, as opposed to visions of it, and and um, a vision that's compelling, and and a vision that actually causes us to get up and and labor at that Mm -hmm. every day. But yeah, so I don't make New Year's resolutions, Joe. That way, I don't ever have to let myself down. That's plus. Let's be honest; it's really just the next day. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing actually happens at midnight. Yeah, yep. I got in trouble at midnight this year because Ohio State was playing, and what should have been the winning field goal was being kicked at midnight. Yeah. And so the the, the party we were at, people were like, put the ball drop on. I'm like, no. Absol-. Because it was, it was win or lose, the game. Was, I'm like, yep. absolutely not. Yeah, so and, my daughter is eight, and... Um, that's just that age where it's like she is dead set on staying up till midnight. And um, typically an eight-year-old girl could give a rip about what Ohio State's doing. And so I'm like, fine. And I actually – I had the game up on my phone, and and the ball drop was on the t- TV. Yeah. And I, but then at one point I'm like – I actually went and stood by the TV with the phone. I'm like, I think this is going to happen at the exact same <laughs> it time. It was like almost on the like second. Within like four seconds. Yeah, yeah it, was it was crazy. It was nuts. And then I was grumpy Yeah, because they missed the field goal. And so Heidi was like, happy new year. I'm like, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> no. it, it didn't get off to a glowing start. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Well, um, wow, that was some bonus content that has nothing to do with today's question Absolutely or topic. Absolutely nothing. Yep, but uh, but it was helpful. Um, so today we have a submitted question from one of our listeners, and Jeff, they write in asking this. Could you guys talk about the concept of the age of accountability? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my spouse and I have differing views. I believe that children who don't understand good and evil or the gospel— will go to heaven should something tragic happen or should the rapture take place. Uh, She's not so sure because we know that salvation comes from faith in Christ alone. 
And if kids aren't old enough to understand and make that decision, she's not convinced that they'll go to heaven. I think I'm right. She and she's wrong, and she thinks the opposite. When you know, it's like this is this Jeff. This is borderline going to be marriage counseling. I know. And, I was like, what, what are we going to talk about here? You know, uh, <laughs> all of it. But like, so the basic premise of this is, as an adult, I would look at someone and say, if you want that eternal relationship with God, if you want to go to heaven, then you need to like say. I know I need you, Jesus. Will you forgive me? I believe your death on the cross pays for what I need for forgiveness, and your resurrection says life is possible. I believe in you. I want you. Ta-da. Yeah. But if you're like two years old, I mean, there's some adults that could barely at least reiterate the exact words I just said. Yeah. If you're like two years old, you you can't necessarily articulate that, and so that's kind of the the issue, right? Yeah. Well, sort of. (laughs) So when I think about this... I don't think of it in terms of accountability. Mm -hmm. I think of it in terms of God's mercy. There you go. And those are very different things. Mm -hmm. So so one, you're looking and saying, when can I look at a person and when can I know without a shadow of a doubt that they are responsible, um, that they understand that they're a sinner and they're responsible to engage God's grace and that they willfully sin? Yep. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I Mm -hmm. truly do. I think you have to flip that. And I think you have to ask the question, how far does God's mercy extend? Mm. And and that's pretty far. Yeah. So I 100% believe and know that the Scripture says that we are responsible for our sin. Uh, I am a sinner. There is one name under heaven by which I must be saved, the Bible says. It's Jesus Christ. I must confess with my mouth that he is Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. So none, none of those things are in dispute here. Mm-hmm. The question for me becomes, what does it mean? When we're talking about children and the, the, those who are mentally disabled, et cetera, what does it mean to know that you're a sinner? Mm-hmm. So when a two-year-old... Uh, says this is mine and throws a fit, are they being willful? Mm-hmm. And do they have any ability to change that willful behavior, or are they too? You know, I'll never forget uh, one of our kids going to Disney World, um, and we were leaving Disney World, and he, like, lost his mind, right? And so he's hanging on to his Pooh Bear, screaming, throwing a fit, and... And I'm like, honey, you're just exhausted. Like, he was so overly adrenalined. So was he being willful, or was he like, my body's melting down, and I have feelings and emotions, and I have no ability to control myself because I'm two or three or whatever he was. And then you get into somebody who's mentally, uh, has an inability mentally to do that, Mm -hmm. those who have different conditions. And I'm like, are they being willful. And I, and I think that's what you have to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, one of the places that you would go in Scripture is when uh, David and Bathsheba had their first child that died, and Nathan told David the child's died, and David said, well, I'll see him in paradise, I'll see him in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so you can look at that passage and say, well, babies go to heaven. And and. I am a person who believes very strongly that life begins at conception. Mm -hmm. So all children who are miscarried, all children who are aborted, all those, I'm like, I believe that they had a soul Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that they are welcomed in by a merciful God. Now, 
I also believe that we were born sinners. Yeah. Right? So sin is our nature. So I also believe that there is a accountability for my sin. And what the the uh, listeners asking basically is like, where do those two things intersect? And yeah. I'm like, I don't always know. Yeah. Um, I know people who have accepted Jesus uh, in my mind, without question, who continue in their sin, yeah. who die, and I believe they're in heaven, and they mm. were being willful. My, <laughs> I would probably guess that's most of us on some level. Some I, are more obvious. Well, I'd say it's at all of us. Right, right. Like, I was just trying to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, so we we all sin against God mm-hmm. purposely, and even after we are. Uh, born again, we continue to sin purposely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, if the mercy of God doesn't extend that far, I'm in massive trouble. Absolutely. Because I would have to be self-righteous. I'd have to sure. handle that myself. So I think the question is more about the mercy of God. And, and I think even salvation and children, like we'll, we'll see this happen a lot at Grace Church. I've seen it happen in my own family. Um, can can a, your daughter's age, as an example, uh, can can she know at eight years old that she's a sinner mm-hmm. and that she says, well, hopefully, absolutely. Does she know that in a different way when she's 16? Absolutely. And does she know it a different way when she's 24? Mm-hmm. See? So does she re-accept Christ? Or would, would if she prayed to receive Jesus when she was eight, would we say... Her eternity is secure in Christ because could she willfully make a decision when she's eight? I'm like, well, yes. Mm-hmm. When she realizes that on a different level at 16, does she reaccept Christ or does she reaffirm her faith? Mm-hmm. I I would argue if she actually accepted Christ, she reaffirms it. Sure. Can she willfully do that? Of course. Mm-hmm. And then again at 24, of course. And then when she's a mother at 34, does she? Does her whole view of God? So I'm like, the, the mercy of God extends into our immaturities, extends into our life change, because our understanding of our sin and our understanding of the depth of God's love evolves over time. Mm-hmm. So I, I've had um, many times, more, uh, way more than once or twice, uh, somebody who lost a child to death, and they'll say... Um, I know they're in heaven because they prayed a prayer with me. And I'm like, I think you're right. Uh, I've had many times, multiple times, I've just been doing this 30 years, you know, I've been with mothers who are holding a stillborn, Mm -hmm. uh, but had to give birth. Mm -hmm. And and they'll say, is is the baby in heaven? Yes, I believe the baby's in heaven. I believe the mercy of God. Mm I've had people who have said um, my my kid accepted Christ when they were nine, then they got caught up in drugs, and then they OD'd at twenty. Are they in heaven? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I believe in the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. I I cannot look at that person and say one hundred percent yes, one hundred percent no, because that's not the Bible tells me not to do that. Right. But do I believe a nine year old can make a true profession of faith? and then struggle with their humanity, I have to believe that if I believe in the grace and the mercy of God and if I have any hope of my... 
your kid's on drugs, I'm on whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm on pride. I'm on greed. Yep. Right? I'm like, if we don't believe that, then we don't believe the gospel. So in some ways, like the marriage counseling part of this, I'm like, I'm like, stop arguing about something that's not knowable. <laughs> um, yeah. Counseling 101. Uh, but but the the not tongue-in-cheek part of it is, I'm like, no, the mercy of God goes far. Mm-hmm. And I think when I read the Scripture, when I read the Scripture, God's standard is not good. His standard is perfect. That's why we all fall short. And if I read the book right, what he wants from us is our love and our our seeking after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, that's where there's a lot of mercy involved. You know, there's this age-old theological question uh, that cannot be answered. It's, uh, how good of a Christian do I have to be to be one? Mm-hmm. And if I read the book right, the one who is a Christian is the one who knows they're a sinner mm-hmm. and has called out for the mercy of God. How good do you have to be at that? I'm like, I think you just have to call out for the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. And then the the mark of the hard heart is the person who doesn't care about that afterwards. Mm-hmm. They had a moment, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm like, that's not remotely what it looks like to follow Jesus. The person who struggles to follow Jesus and is not that good at it and is dealing with addictions and blah, 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 I'm like, I think you can still follow Jesus. So in the Bible, you got a murderer. You got two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses was a murderer. He was a friend of God. Yep. Uh, David was a murderer. He was a man after God's own heart. Then he had an adult. He had an adulterous affair, so he was a cheater. Uh, then he had her husband killed. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty bad. And and he God loved him and accepted him. Peter was a denier. You know, Paul it, was the modern day version of a Middle Eastern terrorist. R- yeah, I mean, literally kill, killing and beating people and for. Yeah. So I'm like. I, none, I always joke that half the guys in the Bible would never pass a background check at the church. Absolutely, yeah. Right? So, Which I, is why I don't do background checks. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not true. That is not true. I just filled one out today, actually. So, <laughs> Planet Earth, who's listening to this, that's not true. Um, the, uh, I think the question, the more profitable question, mm-hmm. is how great and powerful is the mercy of God. Right. Um, the other stuff... I think there I think there's a difference between a willful 8-year-old and a willful 16-year-old and a willful 24-year-old. Absolutely. And a willful 34-year-old mm-hmm. and a willful 44-year-old. Like what I'm 51, what I know about life makes my decisions to follow Christ are not different. It sure does. Than what my 16-year-old son knows about life. Mm-hmm. And what's um securing in all of this is it's still Jesus. And so like many of our listeners might be familiar with John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Even in the circumstances that you're talking about, they still came through the mercy and the sacrifice of Christ. The, the, the ticket to heaven is, is Jesus. It's still Jesus. He does all the work, yep. paid all the price, and it's, it's his righteousness that, that punches our ticket. It has nothing to do with us. Right. And, and this is where I think the church is. We could do another episode on just how the church views sin and has mm-hmm. interacted with sin, but we've categorized it into yours is worse than mine stuff. 
And, and I think what we do is we, we lose sight of the gospel when we do that, and we lose sight of, of the mercy and the grace of God. And, yeah. and I think that's the, the heart of this question. So if you're asking my opinion, mm-hmm. I do believe that unborn children and children go to heaven yeah. when they die. If you're asking me at what age are they um, accountable for their sin, I'll say to you, I don't know. That's why here at Grace Church we tell them as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. We want them to know Christ loves them and that he wants to, to love them and forgive them. Um, can you be saved as a child? A hundred percent. Can you be saved and not fully understand what you've gotten yourself into? I hope so, because mm-hmm. I would say that's me too. Does your faith need to mature and grow? Do you need to view Jesus and yourself differently at 16 than you do at 8, than you do at 24? Yes, you do. That seems to me as the hallmark of what a believer does. They want to grow and they want to follow Christ. Now, this is a fun place to add a little side topic because... I actually think this is a um, a conversation. All of us at some point in time will have to be at someone else's funeral. Yeah, this is actually a great place for a little bit of a, like I don't want to say evangelism, but like planting seeds of helping people understand the gospel. Because Jeff, I mean, how many times have you heard someone said, "I know this person's in a better place. They were good deep down." Blah blah blah. They were just such a great kid. They were such a great dad. They were such a great and and they they forget to or don't acknowledge like their faith in Christ. And so for instance, like if we believe that the reason these young children, these babies were in heaven was because well they were still innocent or because they hadn't done anything wrong right. or they had the sweetest little demeanor about them. It's like no no no, we're not talking about the fact that they're in heaven because they weren't bad yet. Right. They're in heaven because of the sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus Christ regardless if they knew how to acknowledge it or not. And when we talk about it that way with people, we're helping them understand. This isn't because you were good. This isn't because blah, 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 blah. It's because of Christ. It's a really great point that probably one of the biggest um, mindsets is very, very counter to Christian, uh, to, to the Bible, is that is this idea that our culture would say man is basically good mm-hmm. and he has been corrupted by environments, etc. The gospel teaches that man is basically sinful and he's acting on his nature. Mm-hmm. And the gospel is that Christ loves us, rescues us from our nature, and it is the work of Jesus that gets us to heaven, not the work of Jeff. Mm-hmm. My uh, my son Josiah, I don't know if it's original to him, but he uses this illustration a lot. He said he uh, he says, think of it this way. He said, imagine you get your report card, and your report card or your transcript is what's supposed to get you into college, and yours is full of D's and F's. He said, when you go to the college, we'll call it heaven, when you go to heaven and you hand them your transcript, God doesn't change them to C's and B's. God, when you accept Christ, God gives you Jesus's grades, Mm -hmm. his transcripts. And when I stand to go into heaven, I'm presenting the straight A's Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. 
It has nothing. Even if my if my grades were A minuses and B pluses, sure, it's not perfect. Yep. It's not my transcript that gets me to go to heaven. It's Christ's transcript. And salvation is me admitting that and then receiving what God wants to give me. Mm-hmm. Following him then is out of gratitude and love, not out of obligation and fear. Yep. So like that little baby, you know, that the very first funeral I ever did was uh, a child's funeral. It was wow. actually my, my cousin's son. And my cousin loves Jesus. And that little baby is... I believe 100% with Christ because of Christ. Yeah. Not he wasn't baptized. He didn't say a prayer. His mom and dad aren't perfect. Jesus loves him and welcomed him in because his mercy extends to him, mm-hmm. right? And that's the comfort because if that wasn't true, then mom and dad would have to spend the rest of their life wondering if they did enough to get their kid to heaven. Mhm. So that our security is like Jesus is like, I got this. Just come to me. I got this. You don't have to worry about whether you landed this or not. I landed it for you. You have to worry about whether you accepted mm-hmm. what, I, what I gave you or not. I, th- I just think that's a really good point, Joe. And, and Because you can be, um, you know, can a, can a good person go to heaven? And the answer is, yeah, if they receive salvation from Jesus Christ. Right. Can a bad person go to heaven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thief on the cross went to heaven mm-hmm. because he believed in who Jesus was. Can a good person go to hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're A minus, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. got to be Jesus' transcript. And can a bad person go to hell? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the, I think the real question that our cultural struggles with is by nature, am I a good or a bad person? And the, and the Bible actually teaches that you are bad. And it's that's a very offensive thing in our culture right now. Mm-hmm. But you are by nature bad. The good in you is the good that Christ does in you, and that's what causes you to, to do good. So, yeah, it's, it's a complicated conversation, but, but I really I just, I think the mercy of God needs to be the starting point of all of it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I hope this was helpful. Uh, to our listeners, of course, those that submitted the question. And if you would like a question like this engaged with and discussed, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, or if you need to talk about maybe you've experienced some type of loss in your life and want to pray about that, talk about that, um, get some help about that, we'd love to help you through that as well. If you uh, like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a church community, especially if you're in the Akron area, we'd love to have you join us in person here uh, on the weekend. And you can always check us out online outside the area as well. All right. Well, we're so glad that you could join us today. Thanks for jumping in and continuing to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.